0: Hey folks. Welcome to the Music of the Spheres podcast. We are broadcasting tonight from somewhere deep in the hills of upstate New York. Wherever, whenever, and however you're listening, we thank you for being a part of our universe. We are two brothers, bivocational ministers, seekers of truth, and drinkers of yellow beer. This is episode number four of the Music of the Spheres podcast, and we are very excited to have four weeks in a row of podcasting. We've we've made it this far, and uh, we hope that this is just a sign of, of good things to come for this show. Uh, we've been engaging with some uh, some of our listeners via email and also out in the world, which we'll we'll share with you in a little bit. Um, but it's just been really fun, and um, so so far we're, we're pretty good. Jason, I was on a. I was on the internet today reading some things about podcasting and I learned about a new term called pod fade. I don't know if you've ever heard of that before, Uh, but, but people who are familiar with the podcasting world know that pod fade is when a podcast just disappears from existence (laughs) and people just stop. They don't say they're going anywhere and all of a sudden there's nothing left in the, in the feed. Um, And so we're, we're really trying our best not to do that. So we got four under our belts and we're ready to go. And uh, we're we're excited for what we have in store uh, tonight. So, just a, a quick intro. I'm Jordan, um, and uh, so uh, I am one of the owners of Wolf Hollow Brewing Company, and also a minister in the Reformed Church. and uh, And I'm joined by my brother here.
1: I'm Jason. I'm a, also a minister in the Reformed Church in America, and a uh, counseling student in internship right now. It was almost as if. Uh, the podcast gods were like trying to go after us uh, right before we started. You know, uh, technology and it, it, the the gods had unplugged our our sound system without us knowing. Who knows what was happening? But uh, figured it out and. Uh, maybe maybe they're still on our side. Who knows? Yeah,
0: I guess so. It was. Uh, yeah, it was the first time we've really had technical difficulties. And uh, you know, fortunately, we were able to navigate through it. So we're just starting a little late tonight. But uh, hopefully none of you will notice. that. <laughs> um, all right. And we are joined this evening by our first segment special guest, the uh, the fixture of the beginning of the music of the spheres podcast. Um, welcome in Lila.
2: Hello, hello, it's me, Lila, here for another episode of Music of the Spheres pod. So, every week, I um, am privileged enough to, I get to come in and I get to um, talk about um, one of two things each week, either Music of the Week or Sphere of the Week. If I do Music of the Week, I... Just kind of talk about any music that I'm playing, listening to, um, that I sing, or that I'm just kind of into. And then for Sphere of the Week, I just do, um, I talk about um, any spherical object that um, catches my eye. Um, And so this week, I will be doing um, Music of the Week. I will be talking about um, sort of the um kind of music that my family likes to listen to um so i'm going to be doing um like my home family and then like just my grandparents or something so um my dad um likes to listen to um sort of lo-fi and um i
0: do <laughs> i do like to listen to lo-fi in likes- fact we had some lo fi uh playing today at our yoga class, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. we did. Shout um, out to the Radiant Flow class today at Inner Bliss with the there was lo-fi lo fi during the yoga. I was pretty excited.
2: Um Yeah, and uh he likes yo lo fi, lo fi. He likes lo fi and he likes to listen to um also sort of just like kind of um flowy and calm like vibes and beats and stuff. He likes that kind of stuff. Um my mom um really loves I don't really know what genre of music this is. It's kind of like rock country sort of I don't really know what style of music um Brandy Carlisle is. She really loves Brandy Carlisle. Um she loves Brandi Carlisle and, um, Weezer, um, which you might not know what that <laughs> yeah. is, but she has, like, one new song on her favorite playlist that she listens to a lot by Weezer, and, um, it's, like, her favorite thing ever, but, <laughs> um, um... Yeah, she has this list this playlist of favorites. She also likes Grace Potter. She'll listen to her sometimes though. It's mostly Brandy Carlisle, but she really loves Brandy Carlisle. I actually this summer, I'm not gonna get too much into the story because I should be trailing right onto my segment, but
0: um yeah, yes, to keep it uh keep the podcast moving forward, right? Well could, still I wa- I want to share a little bit of the story. That's okay. Go ahead, share um, your story.
2: <laughs> so we went to um a Brandy Carlisle concert this was it summer?
0: Yeah, yeah, it was the <laughs> summer yeah. It was summer. Yeah, yeah, okay.
2: So, um we went to it at Tanglewood. Um I think it is in Massachusetts, right? Yeah, I believe. T- Tanglewood? Uh, I think so.
0: The northeast. Yeah, somewhere around <laughs> here.
2: <laughs> um well, I think I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's in Massachusetts, but um yeah, I don't
0: know exactly.
2: We got to see Brandy Carlisle and the Indigo Girls, and oh, yeah, also, my mom really loves the indigo girls um but near the end, it well, it was a very rainy day that day, um we we're surprised it didn't get cancelled and removed, but it rained on us a few times, and then there was a severe weather alert because, like, we were in the middle of fu- a huge field, and um, there wasn't even any thunder, but, like, they were just trying to be careful that, like, if there was thunder, we wouldn't get struck by lightning because <laughs> we're in a big field. Mm-hmm. And so we had to go to a nearest shelter, and we, we since we were outside, not inside, we had to move, and we could no longer see the screen, so we had no idea what was going on on stage. We could just hear a few of the songs. but. Yeah, we had a lot of fun that day.
0: Cool. Any other music of the week that you want to share before you get yes. your question? Oh, you got more music of the week? Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, right.
2: um, this is just, um, I know, I don't know a, a lot more like people who like certain music, but I do know two more. Well, one more. Um, technically, it's um, my grandparents. They like the same things. That's technically one. They both really love um, the band Chicago. They've been to several concerts, and um, <laughs> I enjoy them too. But they're not my favorite genre, which is going to stay a surprise for now. Ooh. So, is, um, are you
0: hinting at a future segment?
2: probably like, not. No. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I a Nobody's lot of times I don't really like to share it with a lot of people because a lot of times I get made fun of for it. So, I'm just going to keep it a secret. Like I know I probably won't get made fun of through podcast, but like still, I'm going to keep it like in me.
0: All right. Cool. So um, thank you for sharing your music of the week. We look forward to hearing what you have f- for us next week. Uh, before we send you off, uh, because it is past your bedtime, as it always is when we're podcasting, and even
2: s- well, more so now
0: because of our technical difficulties. Um, well,
2: <laughs> I, just, I usually ask this at the end of my segment. Any questions about what I have to say? Oh. <laughs> oh,
0: sorry. Was I stepping on your toes? <laughs> Four episodes in, and I'm already stepping on toes. I was your just going to say, what an
1: eclectic mixture that is. Of yeah. just one family. So you just imagine um you know, you sort of like extrapolate that out and we're all listening to a ton of different music. That's nuts.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> it is. That's why Spotify exists, I guess. Right. Which you can find the Music of the Fears podcast on Spotify <laughs> yeah, exactly. if you're not listening Okay,
2: enough. no music of oh, okay. the fears commercials. Okay, please. all right. <laughs>
0: um so uh Lila, uh we always ask you a question. Uh, that will maybe somehow be related to what we're talking about later. So this week is Uncle Jason's turn. Yes, Jay, go ahead. So uh, it's kind of a two-parter.
2: Yes, I Um, love (laughs) two-parters.
1: The first part is really easy, though. Uh, The first part is, do you like butterflies? Yeah. 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 That was a very emphatic yeah yeah <laughs> okay well we'll yeah. assume that was like a yes okay it was um, so- something in the neighborhood of yeah. a yes.
2: Do you know what means? The
1: the follow up is what do you like about butterflies?
2: Um, how they are so graceful and free, and um, their wings are very pretty. Which actually, I remember I heard something today. I don't remember where I heard it, but um. I think we heard it in yoga, I don't know. Now she's but, the one talking about I yoga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i um, being left behind in the dust. I, I'm pretty sure Diana said it. but Yes. Um, she said, uh, a butterfly has such pretty wings, but they can't see their own wings. Oh, so interesting. So we have to be the ones to admire them because they can't. Oh, wow. Um,
0: how, how cool of a synchronicity is that? that you bring up butterflies and we just heard that. I, mean, I thought of that too as soon as you said that. Yeah. And and then Lila was the one who was responding, but yeah, that's pretty cool. That's delightful too,
1: the idea of uh, noticing it for them.
0: hmm
1: Wow. Yeah. All right.
0: Cool. Well, thank you so much, Lila. Uh, we always love having you on the show. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for sharing your music and uh, for answering the really difficult questions that Uncle Jason throws at you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well... Good night. I'll see you on next week's pod. Peace out.
0: All right, and that's Lila with <laughs> we forgot it again it's called the mind of a middle schooler uh segment on the music of the spheres podcast so so we just uh we just got a, a little glimpse into the inner world of the mind of a middle schooler and that's really fun and she and she helped us with a uh, with synchronicity there which is kind of cool yeah so that's awesome yeah that was a- butterflies were somehow you know swirling around today uh for some reason mm-hmm. that's cool um so how you doing well, you know it's was- we're episode number four. Uh, how's your right. week? How's
1: things going? Yeah. Uh, continue to, to kind of have like a head spinning sort of thing, you know, with, with internship and, and also working at the church. So it's a lot, uh, it's a lot of like shifting from one world to the other, which mm-hmm. is kind of, um, you know, a new experience. And, uh, the bivocational world, I guess. I mean, it's, it's something yeah. you, you're probably pretty used to as you mm-hmm. kind of shift uh, back
0: and forth. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just this constant feeling of I should be at the other thing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I'm doing this thing right now, but I should be at the other thing, uh-huh. you know? And then when you get to that other thing and you start doing it, you're like, oh, I should really be over at the other thing now, uh-huh. you know? And it's just, yeah. Yeah. It's it, kind of it's, like a exhausting uh, or or almost like a, a
1: sort of that like guilty... Mm-hmm. Um almost like I'm, n- I'm neither
0: here nor there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've definitely I've definitely felt that and I've struggled with that, which is why, you know, in a lot of the spiritual practices that I've been talking about recently have been really helpful because it's it's really hard to to compartmentalize a vocation because stuff pops up all the time, you know, with with whatever work you do. Something's going to come up, and it's going to interfere with your. You can try to compartmentalize your week and say, "Oh, this this day at this time, I'm doing this one, and then mm-hmm. the other day, I'm doing this one." But you can't. You can't really effectively do that because right. things always crop up, and they you know interfere with that compartmentalization. But the um, the thing that you that I found with the spiritual practices is that those um, they really allow me to have that time and space that's just this thing and then nothing else can kind of permeate it, you know, and that's, Mm -hmm. that's really helpful. So it was like looking elsewhere for that rather than, you know, in the, in the other vocation. Right. right? So yeah, I definitely feel where you're coming from. Yeah.
1: And, uh, chatted with, uh, um, our father about the podcast a little bit, you know, just, um, yeah, he's been listening. And like you said, you know, these are long and we, you know, we thank all of you for, Uh, for listening however you do um you know our father kind of listens in in segments almost and and when he can and um he likes that the sort of natural rapport that we have is um is i don't know if he said it like this but like finally getting put to use or something you know like just yeah um you know to to record it
0: um right we're finally uh, finally putting it to good use
1: instead of wasting our lives away yeah Yeah, not not his words for sure, but um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was fun to chat a little bit about um, just uh, also that we get to spend time together. You know, we were just yeah. talking about how busy our lives right, are, right. and yeah, this is you know, it's a late night, but it's it's uh, means a lot. So
0: yeah, yeah, no, it's it's yeah, it's fun to be able to do this, and uh, we we really do thank you all for listening. I've I've talked to some folks too that are sort of like, oh yeah, you know, I can just kind of listen to it for a little bit when I have some time it's two hours or more, but, but then I can, I can just pick it up. And so we thank you guys for doing that. sticking in there with us. Um, because we try to, we try to break it up a little bit for you so you can catch it in a few smaller segments if you want. Um, but we do thank you for, for doing that and, and, uh, for listening along with us. It's nice to have a community of of people that we're talking to rather than just, just microphones in, in each other's lovely faces. (laughs) Um, Anything from, anything from last week that, you know, that's been percolating around for you that, um, that you have encountered or been thinking about or, um, anything just to kind of brush that up or you feel yeah about? Um,
1: I mean that curiosity piece that kind of keeps, um, that, that maybe is more just a constant, uh, yeah. in my life, um, just trying to, trying to understand people's, points of view um Mm -hmm. even though that's that's more work (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) you know to to kind of be in um an authentic community yeah and present with with other people um so that that part is kind of yeah sticking around so
0: well there's a real difference i mean just you saying that there's a real difference between just going through the motions with somebody talking to them you know like we do every day because, right. you, you know, you have to get through however many conversations in a day for whatever it is you're doing. And then really actually being present with them and listening. And that's going to come up in a, in a minute um, when we get to listener communications, which now we have two of, which is I pretty know. cool. Yeah. Um, so uh, we'll share that in just a minute. But um, I like when you, you said the curious thing. I I think, you know, we got to stick with that idea from the last episode about Music of the spheres podcast T-shirts you know right keep it curious you know uh-huh. on, on the back or something like that that's you know, right with uh, yeah because you know you we sort of came up with that I, i'm sure it's other people have said that phrase before but but we can steal it and put it on a t shirt <laughs> yeah and that'd be cool <laughs> <laughs> so um yes yeah, so, yeah that that was that was cool and and it was neat to um again to hear some conversations to have some conversations with people about these topics mm-hmm. you know that Nece- they wouldn't necessarily be conversations that I would have with with certain folks in my life right. normally, you know, but then they listen to the podcast. and They're like, oh, yeah, uh, let me tell you what I think about yeah. that. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, cool, stop telling me and just email the show because <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. I'm hungry. Can you put for this emails. in writing? <laughs> can you write your thoughts? <laughs> but no, it's uh, it, it's really cool to to have those kinds of conversations. And that's really that's really what this is all about. It's this, uh, a big old conversation that we all can enjoy right. together. Yeah,
1: I mean, almost like a. We know, the people that we spend time with are thinking way more things than than they're expressing, right? Right. So well, it's is, like the
0: music that Lyle was describing, right? You know, it's way more broad than you would guess. Yeah. Right?
1: But, so, I mean, to to be able to maybe hear a couple of people that you haven't haven't had certain types of conversations with talking about things you're thinking about as well is is it's like a, a freedom to. Um, almost engage in like deeper relationship, which is yeah
0: I, something I didn't really expect.
1: Yep, to have yep. happen. So yeah,
0: no, it's it's very cool, very cool. Um, yeah. So the the only other thing um, that I wanted to say before we get to our show communications is um, that uh, just sort of had this. Um, it was like another synchronicity almost that uh, I've been thinking about my topic for next episode, episode number five, which doesn't exist yet. Um, and, uh, and it's, and I've been also, uh, experiencing like a deeper connection with that topic recently in some of my own spiritual practices. So that's kind of neat too. Like Mm -hmm. the idea that, you know, because I'm, we're doing this podcasting thing, we're thinking about these ideas, you know, on a level that we wouldn't normally you know it might just pop in our head and, and right then we go on to something else but then now these things pop in you got to kind of like hang on to it for a little bit and and be you know it's like oh God, i gotta be ready to talk about that in in 10 days or whatever you know and then it starts showing up in your life in other mm-hmm. ways too and you, you notice it and you realize it so that's just a little a little hint I don't know if anybody can discern what my topic is from that for next week. Like
1: these little these little games, Um, though. I know we're just
0: we're just messing with people, Um, but they they can listen to these episodes right in a row, and it's not even that long to wait. So, and the the uh, the title of the podcast usually gives it away anyway. No, that's true. That's true. But do you think anybody figured out last week's one when it said "cosmic babies"? Baby, I don't know. Maybe they thought it was like an Austin Powers (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Keep it cosmic. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, moving along to show communications, uh, this this is uh, what we want our first segment to always have in it, um, and we have been very fortunate this week. We've got uh, two emails that we are able to share with you all, um, and so uh, the first the first one is uh, from uh, an individual that um, we we know but has asked us to anonymous so they uh, we won't tell you their name but we will read the part of their email that they they uh, gave us to share um, so I will read uh, this this email now and then Jason if you have any thoughts you can jump in and yeah and uh, all right here you go most mammalian species give birth to their babies and after only a short while they have mastered many skills that take human babies months or years to acquire like how to walk how to communicate with their parents, how to eat solid foods with their teeth that more quickly break through their gums, and even have the ability to be conditioned like when you housebreak a pet. I'm sure there's more. In a sense, it's as if in a sense, it's as if humans are born prematurely when compared to most other mammals. I'm not sure how true this is, but from a medical standpoint, I think it could be based on some facts. I've heard that human brains are so big that in order to fit our comically large heads through the birth canal, we essentially have to be born before we're ready. As babies grow into toddlers and then young kids, their bodies catch up to their brains and they become a bit more proportional. It seems like around that same time in their lives, that's when a lot of kids both gain the ability to express their complex thoughts slash feelings and their memories of their current world begin to develop, maybe replacing any memories they had of their babyhood and or beyond. When one of you mentioned that women are pregnant for 40 weeks and the significance of that number, it dawned on me. Are we, okay, probably still in part for mechanical slash medical reasons, but also spiritual reasons, are we purposely designed to be born early well before we gain the ability to express ourselves and then also to lose our memories of babyhood and beyond before we can how would what babies tell us if we were designed to be born on time like other animals seem to be warp our worldview? and on a final note if other mammals babies are born on time and their souls come from slash go to the same place that ours do Do you think they've been trying to tell us about it and we aren't always listening or able to? And then it it was, the email was closed out with uh, three emojis of like spinning eyes and (laughs) like Mm -hmm. burnt out brain, confused looking emoji face. I don't know what Siri would call that if, you know, like you had a text message read to you, but it's like, um, uh, this, this person clearly, uh, spilled all of their, um, yeah. mental power into the, uh composing these thoughts for us, which we are very thankful for. Uh, awesome to hear that our our show is resonating with folks out there. It's very cool. Um so Jay, yeah, any thoughts on that? We got this was e- this, this was neat. This email came in the day that we posted the podcast. It was right. yeah, later it was- in the day. Um, but this yeah. listener was like right on it, ready to ready to listen and and jump yeah, in. It and was, was still fun. September. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was yeah. still September then. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um. Well, kind of the first thing I um has nothing to do with uh, humans, but we used to have this beagle whose head was like way too big for the rest of his <laughs> body, and uh, we would feed him this gruel that he could only he could only eat like this soft stuff, and he would like his nose and head would just like flop into the dish. <laughs> um, I guess just kind of that thought of uh of uh you know different parts of ourselves catching up to the other parts. That that was kind of a really interesting yeah. thought just Yeah, yeah, across like this species. Yeah, um, in general.
0: Yeah, it is. It's very interesting. Um and I really I like that I the central question that this listener worked up to was the idea of if if we functioned more like the all the other species around us do you know with with essentially more able bodied infants right they they just come out and it's amazing if you've ever right you know there's people that that work on farms and an, and an animals up walking around you know hours after being oh, yeah. born you know sometimes even less it just it was,
1: any planet earth episode you <laughs> yeah 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 you see that,
0: right and yeah. it's it's just it's amazing um and so the question that was stated here was this idea of like you know if if babies were able to communicate all that stuff you know so clearly you know because they were more able to more able-bodied or more um physically mature and everything uh, if they were able to do that uh, would it would it like mess with our worldview of Mm -hmm. like right because the first thought would be well it would be really great because then we'd have all this new information but then I think what was kind of being hinted at here is maybe we're not supposed to know right right maybe we're not supposed to have that information of what that realm is like and maybe if it if it is communicated, it only can come through in sort of these cryptic ways and these stories like we heard last week, you know, this, uh, children sort of filtering it through their own experience or the, the language that they're capable of using. And then they start to forget. We heard stories about that. So mm-hmm. it's interesting to, to think like, you know, is that really, is this really the way it's supposed to be? I mean, well, clearly if, you know, it's the way it's supposed to be because it is that way. But right. Like it, yeah. if this is how it is, you know, there's got to be some sort of a reason. And maybe that's the reason. Who knows. Right. But I thought that was a really interesting question. And then the idea of other um, mammals, babies uh, having more wisdom to share with us. Mm-hmm. Right. That that made me think about, you know, certain uh, s- stories about pets and, and their sympathetic nature to their they're humans, mm. and we've all heard stories about that of a of an animal that can discern somebody's uh, illness before they even know, right? Things yeah. like that. Um, I've heard stories of uh, you know a, a cat that would would lay at a certain spot on a, at a person's side, you know, and it turns out that that's where a cancer cancerous tumor was growing or something like that, mm-hmm. you know. And so there is maybe yeah, there's always some element. And then there's this weird thing. This is just a random fact that floats in my brain. I don't know where I heard it or how long ago.
1: It is a fact, though.
0: Well, of course it is, because it's in there. <laughs> it's just like everything on the internet is totally true. Oh, right. Yeah. And it, so is everything in this podcast. Uh, that's true. Yeah, that's really that's the truest thing I've ever said. And uh, so it, the fact that uh, oftentimes during natural disasters, um, particularly ones that happen quickly, Um, you know like a tsunami or an earthquake or things like that Mm -hmm. oftentimes the native animal population will know it's coming before even humans and and our you know sensors and all the stuff that we have in place animals have evacuated places before like on their own they just i've heard that i don't know how true it is maybe one of our listeners does and they can email us about it but yeah but i've heard that and it's just as you know what do they know that we don't, you know? Uh-huh. Or are they just more in tune with, are they more just grounded on planet Earth than we are, you know? Right. Have we lost touch, you know, throughout the course of, you know, evolution or time or... Or, right. or is there really some other, like are, like this emailer suggested, is there really, like, you no, know, some other knowing that is yeah. present? Yeah. Which is kind of a cool thought, so... Well,
1: even just, I mean, uh, the priorities of our senses, how... They developed in, you know, in different ways. Um, yeah, uh, a lot of animals being able to see way better in the dark than us, right? Or hear way better than us. Mm-hmm. Um, just because that's what they that's what they needed to survive, and we needed different, yeah, um, different uh, abilities, I guess.
0: Right. So we figured out how to use electronics to determine there was right, going to yeah, be a tsunami yeah. and animals just let know me it. look at my computer then, yeah. <laughs> oh it says there's a big wave outside my window
1: not good i should have followed the uh the antelope uh, <laughs>
0: somewhere. somewhere else Oh, uh, that's great <laughs> where are all those antelope going <laughs> you turn around <laughs> uh okay um so thank you so much. Um, I, I won't mention your name, of course, because you had asked to be anonymous. Um, but we we thank you very much for not only being a listener, but for for jumping on the email machine and sending us something. That was that was a great a great email. So thank you for that. Um, and then last night we got our second email of the week, um, and this is. Uh, this is kind of cool because this is a character that has shown up on the podcast before in my stories <laughs> because we always have the, uh, the, you know, silly yoga quip of the week from, from Jordan over here. Um, and, uh, I've talked about my, uh, my yin yoga class. Um, and it's usually because it's, it's very much on my mind because it happens the night before the podcast It's Tuesday nights and we, okay. we record on Wednesdays. Um, so this is, um, this is the instructor of the yin yoga class uh, sent an email out last night and just a little background. So, uh, you'll know what's being talked about in the email. Um, her and I had a conversation, um, prior to the, um, prior to the class happening. And, uh, it was, it was neat. Cause it was just one of those conversations kind of like we were talking about before Jason with, um, that idea of being present, you know? And I think because of the setting of we're, we're in a yoga studio and it's like we're you know we're trying to be more intentional about everything you yeah. know and so you know it was just one of those things was like how's it going and you know it was like the first instinct is always be like yeah it's good you know but then sometimes you say you no know i think i'm just gonna be honest you know and so mm-hmm. that was kind of a neat so that's kind of the background her and i you know had a little conversation prior yeah. to the class then we had, went had class together and um and we chatted again afterwards and then later that night, she sent an email to the show. And I'll read this email. Um, so, this is, uh, yeah, this is the most recent email we've received at brothers. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah, brothers at music of That's our email address. So, here you go. Hi, guys. This is Lua, the Yin Yoga teacher. Smiley face emoji. Awesome. Uh, I wanted to thank you again, Jordan, for your kind words tonight the idea of the divine continues to play in my head slash heart. I can't stop feeling something brewing inside of me. That being said, I've been meaning to message you guys for some time now and share with you something dear to my heart, the Baha'i faith and Baha'u'llah's message for this day and age. Please feel free to look at the official website for more information about it. They explain it in a more digestible way. It's Baha'i.org, and that's B-A-H-A-I.org. If anybody does want to go and check it out, um, I'd invite invite you to go over and take a look at that. But anyway, Lua continues her email. My goal in sharing is to simply share and see if you guys could add more perspectives from different spiritualities slash religious belief systems. As soon as I heard what you were doing with your podcast, I felt in my soul you guys were meant to hear about it. I don't care if you look at the website slash talk to me about it once and never think about it again. I just know that after my conversation with Jordan, I felt it was time. And I'm sure you guys can relate to this, but oftentimes I feel myself holding back my personal life with my yoga students and clients. As a public figure in the community, it's hard to know when it's appropriate to, quote unquote, cross the line and share your personal beliefs. I hope you can view this email as sharing spiritual knowledge thank you for creating the content you do I wholeheartedly love it talk soon and that was really cool Uh, message from Lua and uh, the interesting part and she didn't know this at the time um, and I since have responded to her to let her know but uh, it was a neat connection because um, Jason and I uh, have a friend um, I was a little closer to him, but Jason knows him. And, um, I went to college with him, played in a couple of different bands with him. He was a really, really good friend. Um, and, uh, he, he was a member of the Baha'i faith as well. And another person that I played in a band with was also, um, actually a couple other people that I played music with were members of the Baha'i faith. There was a local community here in Schenectady mm-hmm. for a while, which was really cool. Um, and so I knew something of it, you know, I didn't really know a lot, just what would, would come up in conversation with those folks. And so I let, I let Lua know about that. That was a cool yeah. connection to make. And it turns out that she knows our friend who I had mentioned. Right. So, so it, like was one of those cr- sort of smaller world right. moments. Didn't right? even
1: need six degrees of Kevin Bacon. No, 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 no. Yeah. I
0: just needed you know, like one and a half. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, um, and, uh, yeah, it was it was a neat connection to make and um and so I did I I, I went over to the Bahai Faith website um and uh I, I found um you know you, you listeners can head over there it's bahai.org b a h a i.org um and it'll, there's all kinds of really good stuff there explaining um the ideas um but w- the thing that I really focused in on is um the the, their last sentence of their mission statement it's really like it's pretty much they lay it right out there but what they say is this baha'is believe the crucial need facing humanity is to find a unifying vision of the future of society and of the nature and purpose of life such a vision unfolds in the writings of baha'u'llah and so uh there's this idea of this vision of seeking this greater you know fabric of truth mm-hmm. um, and so in my response to to Lua i said you know what that's kind of in many ways very similar to what we're doing here you know with right. the podcast it's just trying to you know trying to use different avenues to seek truth in different ways and different places and so you know when she says uh, hoping that there'll be um, bringing in perspectives from other faith practices yeah i think that's great right you know because then we can learn um more about the truth that everybody else is encountering too because that's what got me thinking about was you know there's truth is a singularity right it's it is the truth you know In multiple truths i don't know if that can really you know, happen. Maybe, maybe it can. I don't know. But it seems to me like we're all seeking the same truth, you know, and we all find the more that I, you know, experience uh, different kinds of practices, Mm -hmm. I realize, like, it's all the same stuff. It's all the same things that are present in, you know, uh, things that I remember from seminary, but now things that I'm encountering in my own spiritual practice and then things that I've just kind of ancillarily run into in life, you know, maybe through music or, or then also now just like the practice of yoga and and being part of that. It's, it's all like, it's way simpler and it's like way more similar when you start to look at the core of some of these things, which is why I wasn't surprised when I read that mission statement and it sounded very familiar to me, you know? And so it's just a neat, it's a neat thing yeah. um and so I do look forward to bringing in more perspectives and that's where we'll really rely on our listeners you know and, uh, yeah. and whatever their perspectives are you know as participating in that way um and so yeah it's just it's very cool so i I'm really happy that Lua reached out and and I uh, wanted to share that and um and that was very cool so mm-hmm. thanks thanks Lua and uh sure I'll see you Tuesday if not <laughs> <laughs> not before. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any did you have any thoughts about that email before we... Um kind yeah. of the the
1: last part of um of just uh you know, we can get dinged being vulnerable so easily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I guess it's more of the less the faith world and more of that, you know, that mental health world that I've uh taken a dive into, but mm-hmm. um the just kind of sharing I forget exactly what she um she said there at the Oh at yeah. And um but but yeah, like uh, as a public figure in the community, um hard to know when to when to share yep, more of yourself. Yep. Um yep. Because you know it it is a, vul- a very vulnerable thing to do and you're yeah. not sure how people are going to react and yeah. what they're going to say to you and right. so um hopefully yeah, this can be a um, for lack of a better term, I guess, like safe space, yeah. know Knowing that, you know, we're, we're being pretty vulnerable. Yeah. I, I, I hope that comes across, and yeah, and that, um, that, that's to me, that's that's the way we can kind of find more of ourselves that yeah. are that we've tucked away, <laughs> yeah, uh, because we're, you know, cause other people can can ding us pretty pretty good, yeah. So. yeah Yeah. i appreciate that she was sharing openly i guess
0: right right and i like you calling it a safe space too Uh, you know it's um right it's interesting this is just audio files we're all listening (laughs) to right yeah but but in in sharing that with other people there's really a Mm -hmm. space creation happening you know and and it allows for that and yeah that's a cool a cool note there um Great. Well, thank you so much, uh, Lua, and uh, our other listener for your emails this week. Just a reminder: it's brothers at podcast dot com. Yeah. Um, you- I
1: finally uh, finally signed in too. Yeah. To so now email. now we both can read your <laughs> yeah. emails. Yeah. Right.
0: So you can email two people at once. It's uh, exciting. So send us an email. Um, really, even if it's just to say, "Hey, we're listening," um, or it's just to say, you know, uh, which voice you like better of the of the two of us, or <laughs> or who's uh, my mic is on a different setting. Uh. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, email the show, please. Um, Jason has uh, this week's presentation was coming up right after the break, which is coming up right after the beer. Uh, but before we get to that, um, there's a quote of the week. You there got, is. You got your quote.
1: I do. And right. um, what I'd like
0: to do is—are you going to sing it? <laughs> no, no. Uh, Are you? Can you dance it? That's not going to be good podcast material.
1: Yeah, you'd have to like describe <laughs> Oh, that. <be> <laughs> <Like, laughs> uh, give the
0: play-by-play on you. You and doing of my liturgical dance? Yeah. <laughs>
1: dance. Um, no, what I'd like what I'd like to do is uh, I want to um, read it and then see if
0: you can guess. Uh, see if I can guess who wrote it. Who wrote it? Well, this is exactly like the um, the quote of the week segment on the Grimerica oh, podcast really? show. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I love that show. Yeah. So this is great. They always do it. Yeah,
1: okay. Because um, I think there's a chance that you. You think I might get it? Yeah. Okay. And if any, if anyone, Woodrow Wilson.
0: Did <laughs> I get it? No. Let. Oh, you're supposed to read it first.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Um, and if anyone out there you're listening, um, feel free to feel free to you know make your own guess. And yeah, um, if you get it right. Email us. Tell Mm -hmm. us about um, how you beat Jordan to the answer. (laughs) Um,
0: Should I give him like a five seconds? (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Give him a little. I'm
0: just gonna. I'm just gonna say uh for
1: a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, kind of like a a centering noise. (laughs) Okay. Um, So here's the here's the quote. Uh, All the thoughts you never see, you are always thinking. Brain is wide. The brain is deep. Oh, are you sinking? Feel the path of every day, which road you taking. Breathing hard and making hay, yeah, this is living. Look for love in evidence that you're worth keeping. Swallowed whole in negatives, it's so sad and sickening. Feel the air up above, O oh pool of blue sky. Fill the air up with love, all black with starlight. Feel the sky blanket you with gems and rhinestones, see the path cut by the moon, for you to walk on. That's the end of the
0: quote. That's the end of (laughs) the quote. End quote. Yes. Okay. uh, I I have a guess, but I will give the listeners a couple of seconds. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to ramble just just a few seconds. Yeah. I do believe that it is a song. Right. Those are song lyrics. I could have sung it. See? Oh, see, I was on there. Although, are there copyright
1: it. rules about that?
0: Uh, yes, there's only, you probably already broke them all. Oh, right. We, but we don't, we're not monetized yet, so that's okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I believe it's Eddie Vedder. You are correct. Did I get it? Yeah. yeah.
1: All right. Yeah, I thought you might get that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Very
1: cool. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's uh, lyrics from a song called Unthought Known. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, off uh Backspacer
0: I think was yeah, the album. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, I used to be a really big Pearl Jam fan.
1: Yeah. really stayed up on it too Yeah, much. well, but, you know, Lila describing the music you listen to, it, <laughs> Pearl Jam doesn't really enter into the lo-fi. Yeah. Uh,
0: they they did one experimental
1: lo-fi album, but they it really? did, no. no they oh. I know eddie know <laughs> has a ukulele album, right? yes That's yes, a it, little a more lo-fi. Stuff. Yeah. Cool. Um but I I just wanted to say a little more about um uh So Eddie Vedder told this to a Toronto newspaper. Um, It's about a conversation with Catherine Keener and a book. I think it might have been called Unthought Known. I got back late to my hotel in New York and I pushed it that extra hour. I pushed the limits of how much you can drink and smoke and this song came out of it. Uh, I think the thought of the song is that there are things that you know... And they're in us, but we just haven't thought of them. Mm. But they're there, and we base decisions on them. Yeah, thought it was just. That's I've cool. always really liked that. Um, see the path cut by the moon for you to walk on. I mm-hmm. I love that line. I mm-hmm. um, think I used it in like a Hebrew paper or something. Yeah. too. <laughs> um. Just a lovely image. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think he's a really good lyricist as well. Yes. Yeah. No, that's that's very cool. And so that will be i'm i'm going to be presenting on a to- very similar topic not next week but in the future okay that idea of you know the 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 stuff that we don't think we are thinking is actually influencing our world and our life right. constantly yeah. you know that that's below the surface stuff it's right. not really below the surface we'll talk about it more but, but that's really cool <laughs> we can always talk more ladies and gentlemen right yeah, <laughs> yeah we can always keep going um <laughs> Okay. Well, speaking of that, though, we do have to keep going. You have to uh, tell people how they can find us on the social medias and see. Yeah. they Tell tell us if anybody's out there on, on that world. Yeah. So. And I uh, do have some other exciting news in relation to that. But I, while you're doing that, I'm going to go get okay. some cold beer.
1: Yeah, we are. Uh, we're on Instagram. Uh, almost close to 50 followers. So thank you, uh, all of you who have accepted our invitation. Um, And we're we're you know posting uh, about the new episodes each week and uh, the pictures of the beers we're trying out. Um, So you can find us that's um, at Music of the Spheres Pod. So that's where you can find us on Instagram, Facebook as well. We have uh, some people uh, who've liked our page and looking to looking to have more. And that's just uh, Music of the Spheres podcast on Facebook. So. Uh, thanks for engaging with those and, and liking our uh, our posts. And yeah, we're we're excited to keep sharing.
0: Yeah, and uh, we've got a couple of really great looking cans for the picture tonight. Yeah,
1: these are nice cans. <laughs> great.
0: <laughs> uh, so we are drinking tonight for your uh, listening enjoyment. Um, and and feel free, you know, when you see those pictures go up, uh, grab grab some beer and uh, listen to the podcast with the same beer we're drinking if you can find it. That would be a fun way to. Yeah, share I listen to again. a lot
1: of uh, podcasts where they're like, you know, tonight's tonight's uh,
0: beverage of choice is yeah. dot that dot, yeah, yeah. It's kind of fun to you pause it and go to the bevy center. So tonight's uh, tonight's beer is Utica Club. Mm. Uh, Utica Club. Many of you are are big Utica Club fans. Um, it is made by the f x matt Brewing Company in utica New York, so it's it's uh you know probably about breweries by about an hour and a half from where we where we are podcasting from and um it's a great can uh it's <laughs> the whole thing is like this shimmery gold, and then it says utica club double x pure yeah Pilsner lager beer there is so much to say, yeah, that. it's just awesome it's i mean the awesome the gold
1: can. is i mean it it almost it looks. It looks like um, almost like a block of gold.
0: It's it does, you know, yeah.
1: You expect it to be very heavy, right? And it looks like yeah,
0: like it's worth a lot, yeah. Or it's also prepared for space launch. Right. <laughs> like it could be launched yeah, into orbit. Yeah, it's part of the Lem. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's great. Brewed from best quality malt grains and choicest hops. Absolutely pure. It's just great. Double X pure. Double I'm wondering X pure. What? I wonder where the third X went because usually it's like you know when those alcohol bottles they got the three X's on them. Right. You know when it's like really strong. I guess yeah. it's not strong enough for the third X. It's just it's two times
1: as pure as your <laughs> normal Pilsner.
0: Yeah. And there's a there's a little uh, seal of their original brewery name, the West End Brewery, or West End Brewing Company, uh, in Utica, New York. And there's a neat little uh, yeah. uh, factoid on the can, and it's also on the box. It says, uh, the first beer sold in the United States after Prohibition. So that's, that's cool. It's a very historical beer. Yeah. Um, and I happen to know, as we crack the can open, let's see if we can get the audio again this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sounds good. Yep. Yeah. Um, as uh, Oh, wait. I'll let you all listen to the...
1: We have bigger glasses this week, I noticed. Yeah. I don't know if that's because of the the Pilsner.
0: Yeah. Uh. Well, um, look at that. It's yellow (laughs) and clear like the other beers we've been drinking. Um, But the interesting thing, uh, I actually know um, the owner of FX Matt Brewing, Fred Matt. Okay. I've I've had several conversations with him just through brewery stuff. Yeah. He's a really cool guy, totally down to earth. you know, for owning
1: the uh, first
0: beer sold after Prohibition hasn't yeah. gone to his head. No, it hasn't gone. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's gone on the can, oh, not okay. to his head. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So it's uh, it's it's light um, in color. It looks like all the other ones. It's you know got a decent thin uh, foamy head to it. Yeah, um, and then yeah, I'm interested to hear what you think in this, how this tastes in relationship to the other beers that we've tried.
1: that first sip was a little foamy, um, <laughs> but a pretty pretty mild. Um, mm-hmm.
0: You
1: know, it's not like those those hoppy uh, hoppy foam
0: beers, right? Or right. not like you know, hoppy beers that have the bitter foam, right? Right, where the foam is more bitter than the beer. Sometimes bitterness hides in the foam. Yeah. Right. Now this is interesting. I, there's a there's a taste near the finish of this. That somehow reminds me of something. Uh, I don't know if it's from the hops. It's something like on the minty side of floral. I've always gotten with this beer, and you don't get it right away. It's just that it kind of lingers. Like it's it's very clean taste, like mm-hmm. the other beers we've tasted. But there's something else in the finish that stays. I'm not sure if it's the type of hops they use or.
1: Oh, you're right. I just wow. I just got that. Mm-hmm. So, um. You know, when people are like describing like coffee or wine or beer mm-hmm. and those like
0: mm-hmm. hints of blueberry. <laughs> like, I'm blueberries always, like, and coffee. I was like, is
1: this like, <laughs> I know my mind's going to trick me into thinking mm-hmm. that. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like I just had an authentic experience with that. Like I did, yeah. I did kind of get that yeah.
0: minty floral thing.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, sitting it's in like the back of the tongue.
0: Yeah. It's like, um, you know, in, uh, um, in gin, they have the botanicals, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a b- botanical quality. It's not aromatic; like you don't smell it, but there's right. like that, like little hint of flavor at the end. So I don't know. It's a great beer, and it's a it's a local classic. I mean, it's making a it's making a huge uh, return on draft lines. There's draft. Oh yeah, you can get draft Utica Club in a lot of places now. Yeah. it's really coming back. People like it as they're like they're local. This is my local yellow beer. Yeah, which is cool. And if you are confused about the definition of yellow beer, and you haven't listened to episode three, uh, if you yeah. skipped over to episode four, then you got to go back and listen to episode three. We do describe why we call it yellow beer.
1: Yeah, very good information. Yeah, and um, yeah, I'm I'm just thinking uh, it's very nautro the uh, idea of these beers that went out of style. Mm-hmm. Nautro is a a phrase from. Uh, the mockumentary about folk music, oh, okay. "A Mighty Wind. Yeah. I would uh, recommend that. Okay. Um to figure out what nowtro is. But the idea that something was was out of style and has come back in to style. Even though it's a retro thing, it is also a thing of the present. So it's nowtro.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's very very real for yeah. Utica Club. I mean it's it's been around since um well, I mean the brewery's been around since the 1800s, but I'm not sure when Utica Club actually was first brewed, but it is. It's a classic. It's a classic upstate New York uh, lager beer. And it's just it's great. And there's good, really good people over there at uh, at the FX Matt Brewery. So always fun to to have a chance to drink this beer, whether it's in a can, the the golden space can, or the <laughs> the draft knob with the UC on it. UC for me, that's what they say. Very so. versatile beer. Yeah, wow. you can do anything with it. <laughs> you can do almost anything with it. Yeah. Um, all right, so I guess that concludes the first segment of uh, episode number four. We're going to take a short break, and then we're going to be bra- we're going to be right back. I'm going to yeah. s- speak correctly and tell you that we will be right back, so that uh, Jason can present tonight's topic, which I don't know what it is yet. Yeah. So that should be fun. We'll see you in just a minute.
1: segment of music of the spheres i don't know about you all if you're wondering what that uh what that keyboard is that's the Rhodes. um which you know speaking of of Natro, um i mean maybe Rhodes never went out of style so i don't think it did maybe it can't be
0: Natro, no. but it just there was a there was i think there was a period of time where everybody thought you know 80s synth sound would sort of usurp it yeah, you know, right, but um, it was always there. It's just, I think it's like the most common keyboard sound now that's not piano, right? It's Rhodes, so you hear it all over our stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it, it's my favorite. Oh, it's great. Yeah, thing. yeah. So I
1: just wanted to uh give a shout out to the Rhodes. There you which go, is showing up in uh Jordan's compositions here and <laughs> the music in between our segments. So, um, yeah, the way I'm gonna kind of do this, um, I know I already. Uh, read a quote and asked you to sort of guess who it was, and you did. You did very well. Yeah, thank um, you.
0: As I suspected. Right. So um, are you gonna just now? You're gonna just pummel me with different? I'm just things. gonna yeah, trivia. Yeah, trivia night, Yes. Oh, good. Um,
1: no, I wanted to share kind of a uh, it's a segment of a particular movie, um, just kind of lays out this scene, but it does kind of um, point to a a certain type of theory that exists in in life um and i just you know i i was thinking oh maybe you know i'll just read it and see what see what jordan thinks and uh see if he can maybe sort of pinpoint what the what the theme is tonight so okay so you're reading me uh from a i was looking for a pen
0: (laughs) yeah uh reading
1: a like a movie a movie quote that like paints a
0: scene okay 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 uh, and then i have to try to guess the topic based on yeah what this movie quote uh, you're sharing this this is? quote is kind of based on a theory okay uh,
1: okay of like, life <laughs> um, Woodrow Wilson <laughs> yeah that's an interesting theory <laughs> right there <laughs> wasn't he like uh he had like uh, I don't really Alzheimer's know Alzheimer's or he had like something oh, really? when he was still president. He probably should oh, have been. Oh, he um, was the one, yes, or one of them. I guess. Uh, yeah, from what I read. Huh. But I guess that's neither here nor there. But anyway, uh, here's this uh, little scene. Okay, paint that's for you. A scene from a movie. Right. Uh, sometimes we're on a collision course, and we just don't know. We just don't know it. Whether it's by accident or by design, there's not a thing we can do about it. A woman in Paris was on her way to go shopping, but she had forgotten her coat. She went back to get it. When she had gotten her coat, the phone had rung, so she stopped to answer it. Talked for a couple minutes. While the woman was on the phone, Daisy was rehearsing for a performance at the Paris Opera House. And while she was rehearsing, the woman, off the phone now, had gone outside to get a taxi. Now, a taxi driver had dropped off a fare earlier and had stopped to get a cup of coffee. And all the while, Daisy was rehearsing. And this cab driver, who dropped off the earlier fare, who'd stopped to get the cup of coffee, had picked up the lady who was going to go shopping and had missed getting an earlier cab. The taxi had stop- had to stop for a man crossing the street who had left for work five minutes later than he normally did because he forgot to set off his alarm. While that man uh, late for work was crossing the street, Daisy had finished rehearsing and was taking a shower. And while Daisy was showering, the taxi was waiting outside a boutique for the woman to pick up a package which hadn't been wrapped yet because the girl who was supposed to wrap it had broken up with her boyfriend the night before and forgot. When the package was wrapped, the woman, who was back in the cab, was blocked by a delivery truck. All the while, Daisy was getting dressed. The delivery truck pulled away and the taxi was able to move, while Daisy, the last to be dressed, waited for one of her friends who had broken a shoelace. While the taxi was stopped, waiting for a traffic light... Daisy and her friend came out of the back of the theater. And if only one thing had happened differently, if that shoelace hadn't broken, or that delivery truck had moved moments earlier, or that package had been wrapped and ready because the girl hadn't broken up with her boyfriend, or that man had set his alarm and got up five minutes earlier, or that taxi driver hadn't stopped for a cup of coffee, or that woman had remembered her coat and got into an earlier cab, Daisy and her friend would have crossed the street, and the taxi would have driven by. But life being what it is, a series of intersecting lives and incidents, out of anyone's control, that taxi did not go by, and that driver was momentarily distracted, and that taxi
0: hit Daisy, and her leg was crushed. End scene. Wow. you I mean, one of those little things that they chomp down at the end of the... Right. Clip. Although I need a few more takes. I think I screwed some things up, you know. I thought it was <laughs> quite nicely oh, done. Very well you. read on your part. Oh. Yes. Um you could be you could you could narrate audiobooks. Maybe we should start getting oh. into that while we've got these things yeah. set up. Try vocational, is that a thing? Yeah, yes. You can do all all of, <laughs> tri- all of it. Try
1: <laughs> as many things as you want. <laughs> <what I mean. laughs> I'm
0: trying to vocation today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to vocation. <laughs> It's like adulting you know, vocationing <laughs> yeah. I'm trying it I'm trying it today it's not working <laughs> um okay, so now I guess the the topic based on what the the picture you've just painted here, right um yeah, uh, so I'm gonna go with the butterfly effect because you mentioned butterflies before, uh-huh, right, yeah, and as you're reading that i you know the first thing i thought and and I just actually. I just narrowly was saved by the bell there and very quickly thought of butterfly effect right (laughs) as I was speaking. But uh, the first thing I was thinking was, oh, man, he's stealing one of my future topics that I just bought a book on. (laughs) It's just synchronicity, which is different than than what you described there. You know, synchronicity is when a coincidence happens, you know, in a way that's more uh, more than statistics should allow it to right you know and that's that's and then it points to something you know in your in your life like the fact that this is now the third time we've talked about butterflies today for me and lila Mm -hmm. anyway we we were at yoga of course because we always talk about yoga yeah and uh we've reached the yoga segment (laughs) yeah here we go again it's this part of this segment it shows up (laughs) in every segment um and uh yeah she was talking about butterflies and she mentioned that one thing and then that was your question to Lila, and we were mm-hmm. both like what you know and now you know i've i've now said it so yeah. um but that's my guess and uh i don't know i hope i'm right uh
1: yeah you yes. you are right that's two <laughs> for two on a yeah. on a night um, trivia yeah <clears throat> yeah um well I, you know i got i got thinking about um Well, the butterfly effect, um, and then also, uh, kind of, I guess the bigger overarching theory is chaos theory, which is less about, you know, oh, like, wasn't that so chaotic, but more of like a, the, the chaos that's just kind of like written into the fabric of our existence that can, that can almost be, um, well, that can be, uh, uh, Tracked almost mm-hmm. in a in a paradigm, um and that often you know the they use this pendulum that when you watch its movements um, and I'll get more into it later it actually like makes the shape of a butterfly oh cool now the the butterfly effect is a little you know it's not called that because the shape of the chaos theory in motion looks like a butterfly it just right. happens to be that the guy. Use the the you know the butterfly flapping its wings yeah um, could in wherever in Africa or whatever it was could cause a, a tornado in Texas right um, yeah that was just kind of his simple way of explaining the butterfly effect but it's part of this larger sort of chaos theory right um, so I'll, I'll explain a little bit more about that. And I might talk about the show Fringe because oh, of
0: course, there's always a Fringe. Yeah, uh, well, it was, it was Lua who's we read the email before. She's a Fringe fan. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there you yeah, go. So here's a. There's gonna be more. Yeah. Um, All right. It's coming. There,
1: you know, this is almost uh, gonna be turning into like a, a spoiler. Uh, fringe rewatch. So, um, I mean, won't spoil everything, but to talk about it, it's it's hard not to spoil some things. And yeah. I really want to talk about it. Well, oh, so. that's okay.
0: You, like we said before, it's it's an old enough show now. You know, right. if you yeah. if you haven't gotten in there yet. You yeah. Know, you better hurry up because Jason's gonna spoil the rest of it for you pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, start watching it. <laughs> pause pause now and start watching <laughs> fringe and then you
1: can start again. Um yeah, so uh, uh this chaos theory basically says that um or or maybe asks is a better way to say it can we make a long-term prediction of any kind of system right if there's if these initial conditions um that we that we experience that we that are all around us if there's if they're very sensitive um and any small difference will kind of change the trajectory um how how can we how can we predict how can we can we behave differently to to impact our um experience of these you know these seemingly infinite trajectories is kind yeah. of the it wasn't it didn't seem like a simple way of saying it but i yeah. think it is <laughs> <laughs> um uh which which does go into the the butterfly effect right this seemingly Insignificant event, like all those things that happen. So that's right. from, um, that's from the movie The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Okay, I don't know if you ever. Heard I don't think I've. I've heard him, um, but I didn't. Right, it's yeah. the guy who ages backwards. Oh, right. Um, yep. So he's born as old man, and yeah,
0: um, kind of a. You know, I I thought it was like the. How, you're segueing from last last week's episode with birth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Did yeah. he have? Did he have? pre-birth memories of being an well old it's man interesting in like <laughs>
1: like he still um you know so his body um his body aged backward uh-huh. um but it, his mind didn't because like um when he was old and when he was he looked like a baby he did end up with dementia which was kind of a an interesting. Uh-huh. so he was, was kind of it was physically backwards but yeah. but um his mind was kind of the same yeah um, so all those little, those little things, right. Yeah. Um, stop me for a cup of coffee or oh, grabbing your coat. Yeah. Uh, a couple of weeks ago I forgot my microphone to this mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I had to drive back to the house. Mm-hmm. You know, I was five minutes late, was wondering, this happens to me all the time. Like I'm wondering, um, you know, I got to the end of my street, which tees, and then there's this car that goes by. Yeah. I'm like, it's eight thirty on a Wednesday. Like, what are the odds that I would make it, to the end of my street and a car would be going by like right then yeah like the whole day went by and then here we are like meeting mm-hmm. yeah at this such it seems like so random and right. um, but it was all of our decisions that day me and that other driver just like yeah that brought us to the to this point so i i think about this constantly this yeah sort of chaos theory and the sensitivity of our decision making Mm-hmm. Um and the impact it has on our our daily living um so so the butterfly effect this seeming seemingly insignificant event that causes this chain of events over time that creates unpredictable outcomes, but then you kind of have to ask the question isn 't that isn't that just life isn't that right
0: like all yeah. of all of life yeah because that's i mean th- there's kind of two Ways you can look at it, right? Like, and this is maybe you'll get into this a little bit, right? Like, maybe, what was her name? Uh, Daisy. Daisy, who was who was hit by the cab, right? Mm-hmm. So, m- maybe her leg was going to get broken that day, regardless, right? Right, like it was that cab ended up being the implement of it, mm-hmm. but it could have been a bus if the cab driver had not been late. Or the right one guy, girl didn't break up with her boyfriend, or you know, like all those different. Maybe something else was going to be, and like it, it, her leg was just going to get broken that day, like. A, right. Or you could say like all these things lined up perfectly to make that, you know, and mm-hmm. and so it's an interesting, yeah, it's definitely an interesting thought to think about, like how does that all, how does that all come together, and once again, we're dealing in the neighborhood of temporality because it all has to do with the timing of things. Mm-hmm right like it's these ch- chaos theory is wholly dependent upon the f- function of time yeah right because it has to has to have a, a, a f- an event flow to it so right. yeah yeah seems to be a, a subject we keep coming back to as well <laughs> <laughs>
1: your uh your thought makes me think
0: there's this oh, what, what, my it, thought makes you think your yeah your thought makes me think that's gonna be another t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> music of the series podcast. your thought makes me think
1: <laughs> uh there's a series of um of movies where i can't quite remember the name which i should but um it, it, these people keep escaping death but it keeps following them oh yeah um what are, what are they called somebody can email us what yeah. they're called i r- um, i remember this but i don't remember the but, name either yeah. yeah i mean that's kind of like a yeah i, I mean i guess it kind of goes into um like, are we are things predetermined, or how how is our free will? Um, is our free will kind of within a spectrum, right? Where something like, yeah, maybe Daisy's leg was going to be broken, not that day, but sometime that year, or whatever, or sometime to end her dancing career. Mm-hmm. Um, and what wasn't clear was how it was going to happen. So that I mean, those are kind of thoughts that i carry around too is um i you know i feel like i'm making all these all these choices in my life um and free will seems very evident that i i can do this and i can do that mm-hmm. um but then at the same time it does seem like there's uh there's a bit of a of a a design to things as well um a design to what happens in creation you know uh trees trees growing and communicating with one another mm-hmm. in the root systems underground and yeah. um, all these different examples uh, so you kind of end up wondering like what what am i in control of really yeah um so maybe i have some uh maybe i have some ambivalence i i see the free will and i see the design and i'm Kind right. of like wondering yeah. uh where they meet or do they yeah. or how it all how it all fits together. So
0: Yeah, it's an interesting dichotomy, I guess, of um, feeling totally in control and also completely out of control. Yeah. Right? Like life kinda of feels that way. Right. I think I think probably most people listen that, that listen to our podcast are thinking of times in their lives where they felt like I'm completely commanding this period of my life and I'm making right. I'm making my own choices and I'm doing my things and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and and I'm you know moving in this particular direction and it's all you know by my command. And I think we've all also had parts of our lives where like I feel like I'm on a boat without a rudder in a storm yeah. just floating mm-hmm. and getting tossed side to side and I don't know, I have no control. I can't stop this thing or that thing from happening right. and I can't fix this thing that's broken and I feel totally, you know, adrift. Mm-hmm. And you can, we all, I think we've all felt both things. And so you can tell yourself both things truthfully. You can say, I'm totally in control because you are, you know, totally in control of yourself. But then it's like, you also feel sometimes totally out of control. Like it's been, you know, ripped from your hands and something else is operating your whole life. Right. (laughs) It can feel that way. Yeah. It seems like, you know,
1: if if chaos theory is talking about these insignificant events, like even that is a question. Like what can we say is insignificant? Because in this story, Mm. like getting a cup of coffee seems insignificant. How many times do we do that? every week um or going back to the house or the apartment to grab something that you forgot um are those are those even insignificant are those like huge (laughs) are those huge moments in our life right like it just kind of starts the the snowball of of thoughts i guess yeah um so uh, there's the infinite possibilities and that that tells us that chaos isn't this linear thing right if if it was we would we would kind of know how to predict it and and plan for uh, the the various situations we would find ourselves in but it's um, as as i'll talk about in a in a moment it's It's not linear, right? It it has to do with this complex number of
0: of things that can occur. Mm -hmm. Um, So, right, because it can be anything, right? Right. It can be like any little thing. You know, I mean, it's called the butterfly effect for a reason, because you know, the the flapping of the wings of a butterfly is seemingly fairly insignificant, you Mm -hmm. know, but it can cause all manner of other things to happen, right? Even just, I think, you know, one of the descriptions I've heard is that you know, it's. uh, the butterfly you know flaps its wing and it you know it startles some sort of other insect that's there maybe it's a little bit larger and that flies off and bumps into some larger animal and that mm-hmm. animal gets startled and runs and then that animal runs and now it starts a stampede or different things like that happen you know and yeah. and it all comes from the flapping of the wing of a butterfly like that like it can kind of this a small thing can can have a like a snowball effect where it's mm-hmm. where it scales up its significance in impacting the world around it right yeah yeah yeah
1: so it was uh Lorenz who was this uh professor at MIT he kind of he put this into a into a model okay um
0: was he the one that coined the phrase butterfly effect
1: yeah I think he was the one that described okay you know just to give people an idea of what he was, thinking. right, right.
0: He's like, let me try to explain. Yeah, this. So,
1: I work at yeah. MIT, but none of you do. Yeah. So, you ever seen a butterfly? <laughs> yeah, yeah right, exactly. But, um, start simple. So they have wings. Did and, you know they weren't always a butterfly.
0: Yeah, right. Or, There's something called a chrysalis or something. <laughs> I like the way you say that. Yeah. Um. Um. So wait, uh, <laughs> when was this that he did this? Um, you said Lorenz was his name. Yeah. Like. 50s or okay.
1: 60s yeah yeah I Probably, price should have had that in the well that's okay you know, it'll be in
0: the bibliography we
1: said uh we said everything is fact on the <laughs> podcast right so, and just because we say it makes it so yeah right he definitely existed this this was a real person <laughs> in time when in time is a little yeah. foggy well you know <laughs> um so he, he made this model um of the atmosphere that was capable of exhib- uh, exhibiting chaotic behavior and he called it the um chaotic double pendulum just kind of you know um you you think of a pendulum and it's it, this one has like an elbow okay um and it it swings back and forth but then then you so at first you see just one um i guess one arm with an elbow mm-hmm um, and, and they start swinging, you know, like a pendulum. Uh, but then, not not too long after, I mean, in, in the model, it only takes seconds for you to start seeing uh, two arms, like mm. a second arm shows up. Yeah, and it's doing this. It's you know, it also has an elbow, so it's it's not only swinging back and forth, but then the elbow part is like swinging right. as well. Right. Right. Um, and you just see all of the all the different patterns that are coming from. A, a similar starting point yeah um and so he was able to just map how it looks and that that's what ends up uh ends up looking like the the wings of a butterfly yeah because they kind of you know they kind of swirl out and um uh, swirl around one another mm-hmm. um, but it's always a uh, even though they're kind of going around one another they're always a little different yeah um which is kind of um that's a great uh picture of of what um of controlled chaos, I guess. Right. right? It's this beautiful yeah. shape of a, you know, almost a butterfly's wings that, yeah. right. We talked about the beauty of it and yeah. how we're called to notice it. Cause the butterfly can't. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's so unpredictable. So, yeah, um, just, there's a, I, I guess I'm, yeah, I'm feeling a lot of the, the dichotomy tonight of, yeah of, uh, of life the the tension like the the bend and the sway and the right and the push and the pull of of things
0: yeah yeah it's interesting that you say that um the push and the pull uh as you're talking about pendulums <clears throat> and i'm imagining because i haven't seen you know the video that you're describing i want to find it but I, I guess we could all probably look it up at some point just laurent how's it spelled
1: right. um Lorenz is L O R E N Z, yeah, and it's the uh, chaotic double pendulum.
0: Yeah, so we can all look it up and take a look at what he's talking about. But as I'm imagining it, you know, it, just the fact that you can kind of see how, you know, because they would be swinging at different rates, right? Mm-hmm. That the pendulums, the, the two pendulums, would be swinging at different rates. That that yeah, they would end up creating patterns that aren't exactly the same every time you know and it first made me think of like the thing that we all say about snowflakes right like no no two snowflakes are exactly alike right they're all unique but then to get into this sort of ambivalent place that you're you're in we always talk about you know pure as the driven snow right like like fresh fresh snow like you know white as snow like like snow is this perfect stuff you know like it's it, and, when, and we all know how beautiful it is, uh, you know, after a fresh, you know, snowfall in the winter time, mm-hmm. and then this, and it's you know, the storm has cleared, and it's the sunny day. A after. Picture
1: print by Courier and I. Yeah, thinking. yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we save that for the holiday episode. Oh, right. And, uh, yeah. we, we have to make it past. Sorry. number seven. We'll delete we start that. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, it's um, you, you, there's a dichotomy there too because it's like imperfect stuff. Right. It's not, none of it's exactly the same. It's all formed in different places and different ways. And, you know, some snowflakes look like the ones that you, you know, hang up the decorations of uh-huh. on your tree and they're like perfectly, yeah. you know, and other ones I'm sure are all gnarly looking <laughs> and, you know, like the, the crystal is all heavy weighted on one side and, yeah. you know, there's, there's gotta be all different kinds of them, you know? And so, so that, that's an interesting. Yeah. And even just, um you know,
1: the, the joy you get maybe like taking a snowshoe out um in the woods but then like the opposite feeling when you're like shoveling your driveway yeah (laughs) with the same substance yeah is creating all these different uh, (laughs) possibilities in life and and so that's kind of like uh where i I wanted to head was the thinking about the control we have in Mm -hmm. life um but really we're i mean this this chaos theory kind of tells us that we're we're really just thrown into this sort of frenzied wild world. And we, you know, we make future plans, but a lot of our, a lot of our planning is moment by moment, Mm -hmm. um, just to almost try to like keep up with, um, with the wildness into which we are thrown and exist. Um, and so when we, when we try to control, that which we can't control i think that's where a lot of anxiety comes from oh yeah and um kind of what i started seeing why i wanted to go into counseling was um how you know and i guess i talked about it on the fear episode too is like the idea of um these things being out of our control and um we know of certain ways of of coping but eventually we reach we reach a point where it becomes too much and mm-hmm. the anxiety overwhelms um and we start to kind of wonder about our place in the world and wonder yeah. uh uh how we'll how we'll make it mm-hmm. um so that's that's kind of where um where the the chaos theory really just kind of came came to me in the, the butterfly effect and Maybe we should talk about this on the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Um, So uh, how can you make predictions, I guess is the question. How can you make predictions on a long-term basis, given the complexity of... Just thinking about human beings, um, given the complexity of a human being and then the infinite possibilities of the effect one person has on another, Mm. like it's a wonder, the more I think about this, it's a wonder that um, people can be lifelong friends or any sort of lifelong relationship, whether it's a marriage or a friendship or um, with a family member, right? Um, Thinking about all these (laughs) infinite complexities and possibilities of both of those people um, making decisions throughout their lives that that will keep them connected to that other person mm-hmm. um all these different things that kind of really kind of shows you the the gift of uh lifelong relationship, mm-hmm. which is so much work yeah you you start to realize when when you realize how sort of this chaos theory tells us the world is wild and frenzied, yeah and has infinite possibilities, yeah, <laughs> and all not all of which are good. <laughs> right or right. or have positive outcomes yeah um, so yeah thinking about you know i'm i'm hoping our relationship lasts our lifetimes mm-hmm. and i think it will cuz i mean there's some there's something built into um built into the fabric of um what we understand about the world is is how we're kind of how we relate to one another Mm -hmm. um i I think we're kind of are understanding the complexities and understanding that the ebb and flow um, right and that bend and sway and that give and take um i think those relationships that last kind of have that understanding of of the complexities yeah it seems
0: yeah and um you know as you're like what you're talking about with um like lifelong relationships it reminds me of something you know because i'm you know we're both ministers and we both have done weddings and so there's like you know Mm. counseling you do before as you're getting to know the couple and stuff and you know one of the things that i always say to people is that the person that you're marrying now is not the person you're going to be married to you know like right. you're both going to change and and life is going to change you and when you said that thing about like you know the relationships that you have impact you a lot you know and and it's it's really true you know like you think about how you know how we've been how we've all been shaped by by one another in different mm-hmm. ways you know and different different things and and so it's easy I think sometimes in that, and this is another challenge for relationships, it's easy sometimes to lose what is your core and your essence in all of that, you know, impact from the outside world, right? Or are you just a product of all of the stuff that has, you know, influenced you your whole life? I mean, some of the things that we heard in last week's episode were, would point to us the fact that there is an essence Mm -hmm. right and and i think there's like as this instinct that we have that there's some sort of a essence within each of us yeah right but then it's easy for like life to pile onto that and then to start to feel like you know you're made up of all of the impacts and influences Mm -hmm. you know like a like the, the dark side of the moon, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's, yeah. what, it's what gets hit by all the asteroids. so It's got all the the, right. the craters on it, you know, and there's not as many on, on our side. So it's like, are we like that? Or what's the essence of, if you look at it, it looks like it's just full of craters, mm-hmm. right? But there's an essence to it, and it's the actual moon itself, you know? So we are the moon <laughs> Another T-shirt idea. Yeah. We're See just... the path cut by the moon. <laughs> oh yeah. For us to moon walk back. on. <laughs>
1: um, so uh, you know, speaking of relationships, uh, uh, a, a brotherly relationship, right? Um, uh, ph- philia is that uh, the city of brotherly love, right? Yeah. yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, Greek class coming back to me there. for there a go. sec. <laughs> oh, that was a that was a whirlwind. Um, there is this quote I wanted to share. Another quote. Okay. Um. this This one is no game. You don't have to have to guess. Okay. Um, I'll tell you that it's uh, from an episode of Frasier. Right. There's, oh yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, Frasier and Niles Crane yes. brothers. Yes. Um, they
0: drink a lot more sherry together yeah. than we do. Well, that's funny. That's um, something that's missing from our relationship. You no, know, I
1: was listening. I was listening to a <laughs> Frasier rewatch podcast, and they got the the host of that podcast wanted to. They're like, "What is sherry like?" Don't you just like cook with that? Yeah. Uh so they bought sherry. Yeah. And I did. You you joked earlier about pausing the episode to go <laughs> to go get some Utica club. I paused it cuz they said we're going to try some sherry on yeah. the show. Yeah. And I went out and I bought the only sherry that I could find in the liquor yeah. store. Yeah. I brought it back home and I was drinking some sherry with them on the uh yeah. on the Frasier rewatch podcast. Yeah. There you go. Um and I can understand why people just cook with it. Yeah, yeah it's very good for cooking. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> um, but all of this, you know, all this sort of questioning, right? Um, uh, all these infinite possibilities, all these complexities, um, all this controlled chaos that is maybe seemingly um, tearing us apart from relationships or making us r- repress the the bad things so we can at least maintain a status quo mm-hmm. right um all that kind of brings the question uh do i matter or does what i do even matter if if all these little things could impact my life in such a way
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, such a big way um so this is kind of a, a funny little quote um but in the episode um the the boys learn that uh their mother did an i did iq tests on them okay and uh the the father says oh yeah you guys are just two points apart um let me go see if i can find the box um just to see who's yeah. who's where and you know two points they can right you know they can yeah kind of live with that yeah um so uh martin their dad brings out this box and uh <laughs> uh they find the, the scores, the IQ scores, and um uh, they figure out that it's a difference of twenty-seven points oh. instead. <laughs> um, and uh so it ends up that Niles' IQ is twenty seven points higher than than Fraser's. Right. Um and this is really upsetting because what happened just before that was um they were at this auction and their competitiveness made them uh both bid way too high on this lunch with geniuses like nobel <laughs> nobel peace prize winners um and then frazier learns that niles has a way higher iq than him yeah, yeah. um so he starts uh, he starts sort of freaking out so he says uh daphne who's the the physical therapist for martin lives with them uh is that university library open all night and she says i think so why do you ask and uh and Fraser says oh for god's sake do you think i'm going to let my little brother humiliate me tomorrow <laughs> and then uh martin is like what are you talking about I'm like what? what you're overreacting as usual and fraser says dad he's smarter than i am niles will be s- sitting there rambling on to the geniuses about the cosmos black holes matter antimatter and i won't matter at all he <laughs> says. um and I, you know, that popped into my head as I was thinking about um, that question, like, do I matter at all? Um, you know, uh, not, not only comparing ourselves to other people and mm-hmm. um, feeling those insecurities and those anxieties and those fears deeply, um, but just then realizing um, maybe the world is just this chaotic uh, design and really I don't matter at all. Um, so those are kind of the questions that leads me to the fringe episode. (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) Which is, you promised it and now you're making good on it. I did. Yeah. Um, (laughs) right. Um, so, uh, this is kind of a butterfly effect episode. Okay. Um, there's this guy who is basically using the butterfly effect Mm -hmm. to, uh, murder people. Okay. Which is
0: nuts. So he's. Oh yeah, I remember this. Episode. You remember that episode? Yeah, but okay. he still. You still describe it. Right. Yeah. So but, I'll, yeah, 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 I'll yeah. try my best. Um, yeah. Uh, so and you can do add some d- interpretive dance in to your <laughs> description. and I will do my yeah. best play by play. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, we'll save that for another episode.
1: Yep. Oh. <laughs> there, I put on my I put on my jazz dance shoes. <laughs> nice. And, uh, nice. Yeah, my leotard. <laughs> um, but he's so he's somehow has the ability to um see these multiple possibilities yeah that we're that we're talking about that yeah. you know the normal person can't see. Mm-hmm. Um and he's pinpointed a few specific people that he doesn't want around anymore. So mm-hmm. he finds a way to um to kill them without really looking like there's any sort of suspect. So they keep getting hit by buses. Mm-hmm. Um but Olivia, who's the the main character and um she's she's noticing these pens at each uh crime scene. That's and because it, her IQ is even
0: higher than Niles' Right. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> way up there.
1: Yeah. She's filled with um fan <laughs> Oh, that's, that's yeah. It's either that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what Frazier should have been looking for. <laughs> yeah, <and> right. <laughs> Can't uh, find that at the library. Yeah. So the pens are weird because um so spoiler alert, this is where that comes in. She is living in the alternate universe she's the olivia from like our right earth right um but she's happens to have switched with Mm -hmm. the other olivia Mm -hmm. and in that reality uh these ballpoint pens uh, like don't exist really because they've they've moved to like an ipad Mm -hmm. all all these touch screens so pens aren't really needed so she thought it was weird that these pens kept showing up because they don't exist yeah. Um and so they have, they eventually figure out after three or four of these incidents happen that this guy is is the culprit. Um and it turns out they find out that what has happened is he um kind of going back to IQ. He is a person of very low IQ and he was going through this um testing, I guess, that was using a new drug or substance that enhanced like greatly enhanced a person's iq and his to the point where he could basically beat the butterfly effect right where he could he could he could see
0: the he could see the matrix he could see he could see how it all played together
1: yeah um and the people he wanted to get rid of were the people that wanted to bring him in oh um, yeah and kind of try to take this ability away from him right because they could sort of see the damaging effects Mm -hmm. Um, so olivia kind of figures all of this out too and and then they go chasing him Mm -hmm. that's that's what happens they they chase him and um there's something that happens in this universe where the air becomes thin Mm -hmm. and you can um you can start struggle to to breathe in certain areas Mm -hmm. and they kind of lock down or an alarm starts going off, and you have mm-hmm. to put on this mask. But Olivia is from another, right. um, Another alternate reality, mm-hmm. and this guy doesn't know that. Yeah. So he goes like running into this because he's foreseen it. Yeah. He's trying to run away, and he's like, "Okay, she's gonna have to put on her mask when we go through this section." Mm-hmm. And she doesn't. Yeah. Because he couldn't foresee
0: her that, being from another universe. Right.
1: And that she. Um, that she would just continue to chase him even though she should have put a mask on. So she catches him long story short I think he goes to he's sort of like put under the custody of his sister and they can't reverse the effects of this drug that was put into his system. And so all that he can do is be in front of a computer because that's the only thing that can keep up with him. Yeah. Um but Olivia is really the I mean the kind of what What stood out to me is, is when you have that question amid all this complexity and infinite possibilities and the question, do I matter? Like, obviously, I was going to get to the conclusion that, yes, you do matter. Yeah. Um, All right. (laughs) Right. Um, Better than the other one. You know? Yeah, you People don't. People stop listening after, yeah. after episode <laughs> right. four. Yeah. You're like, yeah, you don't really matter. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but but you know, the decisions she made um, obviously uh, stopped him from continuing to to do what he was doing, but also uh, you know got got some closure on on the situation. Found out this this horrible drug was really like ruining. Ruining lives, and mm-hmm. um, and that even when someone can can overcome the the butterfly effect, it it can have nasty consequences of its own. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's better that we kind of don't understand all of the complexities and all of the infinite possibilities, and that we that we just exist, that we um kind of just have an adaptable sensibility um know that even even our best uh weather uh, uh forecasts really can only go like a week right because there's this um non deterministic sense of things mm-hmm. um it's there's never going to be an exact and absolute forecast because that's that's just not something that's viable so uh i, I think um kind of just understanding our our core uh, uh guiding principles mm-hmm. the things that we um that sort of tether us i guess uh, cuz it it does kind of feel like uh, the, the more we the more we talk about this chaos the the more pre- prevalent it seems that I'm sorry everybody yeah. um for talking so much about it but um <laughs> but there but I think there are things about us that sort of tether us to our realities and yeah. you know that was true for Olivia she she was tethered to her other world even though she was in another alternate universe she was uh, grounded by something other um and so uh, you know uh, an encouragement for myself to continue to find my guiding principles, whether it's, um, you know, joy or authenticity or you know the those kind of big describing words, um, uh, being genuine, honest, whatever, whatever words kind of work for you. If there are like five or six that sort of um, tether people to, um, or ground people, right, feeling sort of rooted yeah um then then the all the complexities might not seem as daunting might not pull us into uh a sense of of uh, of being uh, overwhelmed by our anxieties and and unable to to work out of our our patterns that keep Putting us back in the same the yeah. same place. Yeah. Right. You kind of think of that. It's a quote that's um usually uh, usually they say it's Einstein. Uh, you know, the definition of insanity right. is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Yeah. Um from what I read, it's it's more from um Al Anon and N A Narcotics Anonymous. Mm-hmm. Um which you can see would be really helpful um, if people keep um, keep going into the same patterns of yeah. of addiction, um, and they keep trying the same thing to get out of it, but yeah. they keep falling back. Right? You can see how mm-hmm. a quote like that would right. sort of um, maybe shock the system, yeah. or like open the eyes of, "Oh, wow! Like, yeah, maybe there's um, there's another way to break myself out of." out of these patterns of whether well, it is addiction or anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, maybe that's also a way of shocking us out of being um, overwhelmed by the complexities of the chaotic world. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess the the last thing I would say about it is, is to kind of go back to the, the Hebrew that we learned, the Tohu, the, v- vohu tohu vohu yeah uh, yeah right that like chaos that didn't necessarily go away from from what i remember but was more like harnessed yeah uh, in the creation of things so it exists and again i guess like my maybe my two topics are are overlapping a bit but you know like fear exists yeah and this sort of infinite chaotic uh uh wild world yeah is also going to exist but yeah that doesn't mean we can't like flourish and can't have long-lasting relationships and have um uh you know mental health that keeps us (laughs) uh grounded in in the world um so that's that's kind of the the my my little take on butterfly effect and chaos theory and yeah uh,
0: awesome yeah well thank you that's uh there's a lot of fan- fantastic stuff there so i think we'll take a short break here and we're going to come back and i'll i was jotting some notes so i'll, I'll uh, have some Excellent. some thoughts to share with you and, and then you can uh We can see where the chaos leads in the final segment of Music of the Spheres podcast, episode number four. Thanks for listening. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Folks, we are back here on the final segment of Music of the Spheres podcast, episode number four. And we just heard from Jason as he was talking about chaos theory, the butterfly effect. Um, And the first thing I noticed as I was looking over the notes that I was jotting down while you were talking is that you really did a great job of expressing the chaos theory in your own sort of chaos I was looking over the, the things that you were. Um, you started, you know, with with butterfly effect. Um, we had an MIT professor. Um, we got into free will, um, and then we moved on to. Uh, relationships Then um, We got into this Existential question Of do we matter um, Time The the Theory of time And temporality Came up in, At course. some point In there And then of course We had Fraser. Why not um, uh-huh. And then Fringe reference uh, And then We finished uh, With an Einstein quote And you know Just it was Yeah It was it was a chaotic um, thing, but perhaps by design, because if you're talking about chaos, chaos theory, it's not like you're just going (laughs) to, you know, tick it off, um, you know, and and you go A to B because Uh in in chaos. Well, yeah, if I'm making these
1: um, these notes and these these show plans in a world that is full of chaos,
0: (laughs) (laughs) how can how can the notes be expected to be anything but? Right. Right. Yeah. It's like if you use macaroni in your cooking, you're going to have macaroni in the food it's like yes just, it's yeah. how it works the old macaroni chaos theory yeah.
1: we learned yeah. that in- you've never had and cheese <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's every time you eat it it's missing something <laughs> where's
0: the cheese so um yeah so i thought that that was i thought it was very uh interesting actually i'm not just poking fun at you um i really it's it's it is interesting that when you just begin discussing a topic like that, you know, chaos theory, that it really does lead you in a million different directions. And, and perhaps because that's exactly what it is. It right. is it is chaos. And it reminded me of the first time that I ever heard of chaos theory. And I don't know if this is a similar thing for anybody else. But it's the movie um, Jurassic Park. Oh, the sure. one Right and uh, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know, he's talking about chaos theory and right? and like how you have these best laid plans of this island with these dinosaurs, you know, with this uh, recovered DNA and cloning and all that and then it, you think you've got it all sorted out and of course chaos uh, eventually uh, overwhelms the day. Right? And and it's that it's that chaos that then leads to the whole, you know, the whole story. Mm-hmm. But but his description of it, if I remember and I can't remember because I read the book and also watch the movie, right? But I can't remember if 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 it's in both or if it's different in one or the other. But the the memory that I have is of him, and I, this might be in the book and not in the movie. Okay, but the description of chaos theory was he, the scientist played by Jeff Goldblum, tells somebody to to make a, a fist. Yep, this is in the movie too. Oh, it's in both. Yeah, right. And well, he, yeah, and they and they drop what like water or something, mm-hmm. like a, just one drop of water on the knuckle. Right, and it can. There's no way of predicting where it's going to go because there's so many factors at play. Right, you know, you could think of, you can name some of them. You know, the 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 humidity in the air, the chemistry mm-hmm. of somebody's body, and the the way their skin is yep. in that moment. Uh, at least in the movie, he's he's flirting with her, so maybe that's
1: you know raising the the hairs on her hand. Oh, or a little of bit course, or something, yes. You know, who knows, yes. right? Yeah.
0: Everything's all a Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's it, it, so that's my memory of that, and just the idea that there's, it, and it's it's a strange thing to think about when we when we say we can't predict everything, you know. But it's at the same time, it's like blatantly obvious, right? Like, right, that we can't predict everything. We we can't know what's going to happen tomorrow, you yeah. know you don't know you're you're we're at the studio recording now you're gonna drive home and you can't know what you're gonna encounter on your drive you know Mm -hmm. we hope it's safe but you you know you never know (laughs) right right? like that's just and and we can't predict everything and i think there's something about us as human beings that we always because we are a, a technological species right even even people that were using primitive technology like uh, spears and shields and traps to set for animals to catch their food. That's technology, yeah, but I think as human beings, we've always kind of tricked ourselves into thinking that our technology, you know and our and our Niles crane sized brains can <laughs> help us to, you know, avoid the chaos that is around us. And so it becomes this shocking realization to us when we when we realize, Oh my goodness, it's all chaos around me and I can't predict mm-hmm. it, you know. And so I think that's kind of what led you into that space of okay, well now I got to get into this existential topic because that's what it does to you. Right. You know, when you're when you're in that place of like I don't I don't know what tomorrow holds, mm-hmm. you know, and I can't predict the future, you know. I can get a weather forecast and I I know we have a calendar that's set and so I can tell you what days of the week are coming and what months are coming and, you know, I can make plans based on stuff, but you still can't know. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and so that's, um, yeah, that's I think what got into, you know, why it ended up taking you in such a circuitous route because it leads you to those places. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, You, um, you know, you just kind of find the next, uh, the next trail marker and it's, (laughs) It's kind of like a very different trail. Yeah, I'm in the jungle, and then I'm in the desert. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the rainforest, I mean, it's yeah. like, oh, here's the Arctic. All right, all right.
0: How can they put all these next to each other? <laughs> it Doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Um, so th- the other interesting um, thing that I was I was thinking about as uh, you were going through that, and and it, in some ways, um, I'm I'm going to be thinking about what you had just presented through the lens of the worldview that I was describing last week. Um, you know, because I I think I mentioned in the episode last week before I really got into the topic that, that it has influenced my, my view of what our life is, you know, having heard those stories and kind of engaged with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you say, okay, well that's, you know, if I accept that as a truth, then it then it impacts how we understand our life here and what we what we do and what we what our days and our lives are like. And uh, so a lot of it, I think, will be coming kind of through that lens. I'm still kind of thinking about that and but it's also kind of a part of what i what I incorporate as my understanding of the world. At least now <laughs> we know it's it's all <laughs> chaos anyway, um, but so it it brought me to thinking that you know there's one of the stories we heard last week, um, and I think maybe there were actually two stories. Um, it was about a soul choosing a life, right? One one was choosing parents, the other one was choosing a life. I think, mm-hmm. um, and the idea was that. You know, there were some small little things that could change about the life. But for the most part, there was an overarching narrative that right. was going to take place in that life. And that's kind of why I asked you that question about Daisy. Was Daisy just going to break her leg? Mm-hmm. You know, like was Daisy breaking her leg, you know, somehow the, the the thing that allowed this flip in her life that enabled her to transcend something? in you know her at a soul level you know maybe maybe being in the hospital you know and, and being incapacitated and, and having all that stuff stripped away from her of, of being an actress right and because you can't do that with a broken leg and so right. um maybe having that stripped away from her allowed her to engage more fully with that that core essence that we were talking about right so maybe you know maybe that was something that had to happen in order for her her soul to to really find its true essence and meaning and who she was, right? And so um, that's what I kind of wonder, like as we're thinking about, you know, the, the chaos that's around and how it all flows temporally, right? All events have to happen and they lead to others and it's a chain reaction, cause and effect, you know, and it leads to certain outcomes. Well, that all takes place within the fabric of time. But in these stories that we heard last week, uh, these people are already knew before they started their life what <laughs> the main idea was, right? Mm-hmm. They knew. So if that's the case, right then there's there's free will to a degree, right for that life a person can choose. but the free will has already happened when they chose, that existence mm. right they chose that existence so that they could have some sort of experience some sort of growth some sort of learning some sort of development some sort of you know encounter relational things something right. right the point was something was going to happen uh for that person in their life and in their soul um and so you know it, it got me to thinking like I mean, all this stuff maybe has already happened right like you know um and then because of human free will, what if the universe has to adjust, right? And, and that's like, you know, like, so like going back to Daisy, because that's the story you started with, right? So let's say Daisy was one of these people from last week in the stories, right? She's a soul and she's, you know, in the other realm or the greater realm or whatever we want to call it. She's there and she's reviewing with people like the life that she's going to live, you know? And they're like, well, in this life, you get to be an actress, you know, and it's Mm going to be glamorous and wonderful. And you're going to it's going to be your whole identity. And then one day that's going to be ripped away from you. And instead of that identity, you're going to have to find out who you really are,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. you know. And so maybe she's like, that's the life that I want to live because I want to do that. I want to find I want to learn more about my soul by going through this life and this experience. And if that's what she chooses then she has to break her leg, right? She has to have some sort of accident like that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, maybe it wasn't gonna happen, you know, unless all these little things came together. And and then the universe, or you could say God or you could say spirit, right? Somehow some this greater the greater being or right. the greater intelligence manufactures that with these little things just like the guy from the Fringe episode was mm-hmm. doing, right? Just manufacturing a little thing you know, putting, a, what was he dropping pens places so people would look at it and then it would pause them and they would get uh-huh. hit by the bus, right? Yep. So the universe is setting pens out right? And that, Maybe that's why you forget your coat when you're walking mm-hmm. out the door, you know? Or maybe why you forgot your microphone that one night, you know? So you would have something to talk about in the podcast <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, here's a real life example yeah, of chaos theory. I'm right, right. Right right I mean the provide you with an illustration. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, so I mean, so coming from that, I'm not saying that that's it, and I'm not saying that that's correct. But if you apply that mm-hmm. worldview to this topic, then you can see how that might that might be the case, right? That might be what's playing out. Yeah. That you know, the space that we're in is a space that that is that is made created set up for us to come and experience a life right and and all the things that go along with that mm-hmm. you know and there are certain there's maybe a certain purpose or a certain goal to to that yeah. life and in order for it to play out amongst the freedom of free will for everybody to choose sometimes little weird things need to happen that make odd things line up. Right. I mean, thinking about the, about the movie, um, Daisy and Benjamin
1: Button are obviously aging, uh, in reverse of each other. Mm -hmm. Right. So they, um, they only have this limited amount of time to, to be in relationship with one another, like when they're at the same point in their lives. Oh, right. Right. You know, usually you think of like growing old with right with your friends and yeah those who are you're you're close in relationship with in that case um the it's been a long time since i've seen the movie but from what i recall like after um after she's no longer able to dance professionally anymore um there's this time to like nurture that relationship um and it just so happens to be in the moment when they're both like yeah. the same age experiences experiencing the same yeah. things in life, so I mean I know it's just like a it's but it's a short story is what the movie is based on, yeah, um, so it's it's fiction, but it it holds a lot of truth about like um you know the the moments in life and uh uh kind of what what is this saying um you know i wish I wish I knew when the good times were, when I was in them, or something, yeah, or like I, yeah, it's better it's more eloquent than that, but yeah, <laughs> I thought that was beautiful. Thank you, oh, for, thank yeah, you for sharing. Thanks, that. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, it's as good as me remembering that movie series about death following you. That I yeah, I should look it up. Oh, on you should. Yeah.
0: You, well, that would have been a, a, a really great use of the break instead of. Oh like, right, we took a break. We took yeah. a break. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, but we had to go yeah. get more Utica clubs out of the, yeah. out of the fridge. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but yeah, it's. Um, I was I was thinking, also about. Um, how how you brought relationship into it, which I thought was was very interesting because um relationship you mentioned at one point you said something um you know we are all shaped by the relationships in our lives i, I don't know if that was your exact words, but that's what I wrote down when you were saying that and I, I kind of mentioned it before, but I wanted to go into that a little bit more deeply, i think because I think that's I think that's important because um, it's going to kind of lead to the i guess the last thought that i that i have yeah um, is this idea and we kind of mentioned it when we were talking before the idea that relationships shape us um just but but so do other things too. other events shape us you know the things that we have on our own not in relationship um but what that really means is that this world around us is constantly inputting things into whatever our core being is, right? I like to think of it as a soul, Mm -hmm. right? And many do. Other people might like to think of it as something different, and that's wonderful too. But the idea that there is some sort of a core essence that is me, right? That, you know, the idea of the I am, you know, um, right. I'll, I know, I know that I am. What was that? Who was, who was that quote? Um, oh, I can't remember. It was one early famous philosopher. I'll, I'll think of it at some point I am um, or that I am. Yeah. Yeah. Who said that? Yeah. Um, and it was, the idea is like all that I can really know, all that I can really determine about the world is that I am. Right. Because that's the only experience I have. You know, everything else around me is just filtering through uh senses, right? It's just filtering through um, you know, the way that we touch and interact with the world, right? But the only true experience that you can really have is your own experience. Um Google says it's God. But... Oh that is. I mean, yes. <laughs> yes. Attributes God to that quote. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, you can trace them all back that way, can't you? <laughs> yeah, I am, and I am. That's from the from the Bible, but right. but there's, uh, you know. Uh, anyway. Some emailer will sort us out. I'm sure. And that's a perfect reason for you to know the email, which is brothers at podcast dot com. Correct our mistakes and fill in the blanks. Yeah. The movie is Final Destination. Oh, man. Final Destination. That yep. sounds familiar so, now. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, the idea is that we can only experience, you know, what we experience that that yeah. we exist, right? And so that's the truest thing that we know right but then everything else around us kind of piles up on that um and, and relationships are a major part of that right think i mean most actually most and, and you would probably know this better but most of the emotional baggage that we all carry around um that has negative manifestations in our lives mm-hmm. most of that is caused through relationships with others you know, and the ways yeah. that things have gone, right? I mean, mostly that. Mm-hmm. Right? Some of it is some of it is other things. You know, like oh, missing an opportunity or having an injury or something like that, um, or a, some sort of disability. Um, but a lot of the a lot of the baggage that we carry mm-hmm. comes from relationships. Yeah. You know, and and so there's this this idea that the world around us and the chaos that we experience here kind of heaps up on to this central core. Um, and I think oftentimes what can happen is that we start to identify ourselves not with that core anymore, right? but by all the stuff around us, m- m- many times by our relationships, mm-hmm. right? We say instead of I am just who I am, right to quote god (laughs) (laughs) instead of instead of saying that right you say something like i am this to this person and i am this to this person right we oftentimes will describe ourselves that way you know Mm -hmm. um which in some some ways it's it's beautiful right i'm very proud to describe myself as your brother Right, you know, very proud to describe myself as you know Lila's dad, right? Right, but if if we take that to a point of of understanding ourselves solely through Mm -hmm. outside things, relationships, or roles in society and culture, right, Um, or through other ways that you might identify yourself that don't come from within, Mm -hmm. you know, then then you're Then you're losing that core essence to the chaos around you. Uh, Family systems theory would call you enmeshed.
1: Oh, right. Or uh, non-differentiated. Right. So if you if you are able to differentiate, then you have some. Well, you have autonomy, but -hmm. you also have a sense of self that is separate. Then, yeah. than those relationships really. Like you've figured out yourself. Yep. Um on like a deeper level almost. Yeah. yeah. Than just those
0: relationships that Right. Um, and so systems theory describes it as enmeshed, right? Which is a scientific approach. Mm-hmm. Right. But more spiritualist understanding would just say you're grounded in who you are, right? Or not, sorry, that you're, you're not grounded in who you are. Sort of the healthy places right. to be grounded in who you right. are, right? So yeah. it's like, once again, it's that idea we were talking about before. It's the same stuff, right, mm-hmm. That that is discovered in, in one avenue of truth. When you go down the other avenue, it looks like it's going a different road and it ends up coming out in the same place, yeah. that same truth. And so that's why I really liked what you said. Um, I wrote down the term adaptable sensibility. You know, to have this adaptable sensibility that maybe the chaos that's around us is is actually not chaos at all. Maybe right. it's 100% the intention, right? So if we go back to the Daisy example that I was talking about before, you know, and if we look at it through the lens of the worldview presented by last week's episode, it would we would say Daisy had to break her leg, right, in order for something to in her life to happen, right? Um, but but maybe there's a whole bunch of other things, you know? If you, I think many of us, if we look at negative things in our lives that we've had some time distance from, mm-hmm. we will look at them and say, oh, that was purposeful. You know, not that it was, you know, not that some higher power is doing bad things to me, you know, mm-hmm. But but somehow... There was a there was a growth or a beauty or a silver lining. Yeah, um, and I won't I won't mention the name or tell the story here because it's it's fairly um, it's fairly private. But I will say um, somebody that I that I know recently told me about the exact same thing. Came up to me one day and said this bad thing happened in my life, mm-hmm. but it brought me this. Right, you know, and and so there was there was some idea it's that old idea of of a silver lining right, mm-hmm. and that's kind of a a flowery phrase It just gets tossed around like a you know just an idiomatic thing that we all say and know, but it's that idea that really you mm-hmm. know there's there's some there's some purpose behind it, and so maybe the chaos is really there you know to sort of uh um, make sure that we are coming to these places, these, these crossroads and intersections in our lives that, that need to happen for us to have the growth that we need. And so the adaptable sensibility is great, right? This Mm -hmm. idea of like, okay, it's chaotic, but I'm just going to get used to it, you know? Yeah. And, um, I, I put, you know, after, after you said that, I wrote down one other thing and I wrote, um, how do you be you in the chaos, right? And so mm-hmm. whatever that means for each of us, but, but that discovery of self, of of who is the, you know, when I say I am, what do I really mean? Mm-hmm. And discovering that, and then I think, I don't know yet because I'm still on the journey like we all are, but I think if you could get to that place of being able to really say the answer to that question of of what comes after the I am when you say I am, what's mm-hmm. fill in the blank, right? When you answer that question, I am fill in the blank, now you're able to understand on a deeper level perhaps what all the chaos in your life is about, has been about, mm-hmm. and probably will be about, right? It Maybe gives you an, a, a deeper understanding once you get to that place of, knowing the answer to i am yeah. fill in the blank
1: i think um i think what maybe lies underneath that um you know silver lining is something i i didn't necessarily not believe but didn't really come across uh until you know a few years ago is resiliency of of human beings, I think, just in general, and maybe we can't describe our own resiliency, mm-hmm. so we we kind of use sort of more flowery language, like yeah, like uh, it's a silver lining, yeah. Um, but maybe on a deeper level, it, it's your resiliency, your our ability to um, make it through difficult difficult moments. Yeah. um something i i didn't uh, say that i guess i i wanted to cuz i have some chicken scratch going on in my notes as well um amid all the chaos of them <laughs> um but like thinking about resiliency and um you know working with um in sort of a therapeutic setting um people uh, speaking of vulnerability right at the beginning we talked yeah. about that people not only being vulnerable but um Being willing to sort of engage with their uh, that resilient nature that I think is within us, Um, bringing some of these things to the surface and and um, like facing the chaos. Yeah, I I don't want these things to. I want to be tethered in other ways. Yeah, and not in these ways. That means I have to face some of the chaos. Mm -hmm. And but I think I think my resiliency can kind of take me through that right so i've i've met multiple people in the last few years that um that i i completely think it's true that there's way more resiliency than we could imagine
0: oh yeah yeah and um you know it, it really even ties back into episode two where you're talking about you know fear and and then the accompanying subject of anxiety um and how you know those things can can manifest in our lives and and oftentimes what we're worried about doesn't happen right you said that so like what what i'm fearing doesn't doesn't happen which means that you know i'm i'm actually okay right how many times in our lives do we think about something and say oh but if this thing happens i wouldn't be okay mm-hmm. you know and then yeah. Something like that can happen, or even worse, and then you realize well, you're okay, you know, or you you think about like really bad things happening to people you know and and you look and you're like how can how can you be like just standing here talking to me <laughs> right after that <laughs> thing that happened to you, you know maybe it was a while back or something, uh-huh. but you know, but you realize like you're saying the resiliency right and and then that resiliency allows you to uh to learn that you can overcome and then and then you realize wait what am i afraid of because if the worst thing doesn't you know if, if these bad things that i'm always worried about actually don't end up you know taking me out completely you know like they're going to hurt they're going to add scars to my life it's going to be this this thing that i'll have to accept about my story but i can i can live with that mm-hmm. and i can actually even maybe thrive you know through that and and maybe even because of that in some way yeah. you know i will be closer to that central core version of me because of because of how chaos in, has played out in my life mm-hmm. so yeah that's uh that's <laughs> that's great yeah um before we wrap up, is there anything else that any other closing thoughts on this There's just chaotic something subject that
1: popped into my head? Um, yeah, I saw it actually. Yeah, <laughs> it came, yeah, yeah, it came from the left. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you have a band aid? <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe a gauze. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, this uh, my my wife has a little stuffed animal that yeah. has like this little tag on it that says something i'm i'm getting all these quotes wrong tonight, but <laughs> it says something to the effect of uh uh my my heart and your heart are old friends mhm um and i just kind of started thinking um you know if if the chaos is ancient or at least mm-hmm as the hebrew scriptures say and and we are ancient mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. and we talked about like stardust and mm-hmm. <laughs> things like yeah. that then maybe we're old friends yeah. in a way yeah and um chaos theory kind of invites us to uh, embrace that that piece of us almost it's just like inviting us to welcome it in yeah. in a way that's not um totally uh,
0: dismantling of our <laughs> of our lives. Yeah. yeah. Well, cuz you have to be comfortable with the degree of it mm-hmm. to even to even live, you know? I mean, maybe I don't know if you've studied this in your stuff, but but phobias, right? That are oh, sure. debilitating to people, right? Certain phobias like I'm I can't think of the names of them, but like the one where you can't leave your house, you know? And it's like and maybe that's that's rooted in you know the chaos that exists outside, right? And so I can't go out there, or you know, different things that cause those phobias, right? Right. And so it, you have to you have to to a degree embrace a little bit of chaos, right? Every everything that you do involves the option for something to go terribly wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, doesn't really matter what. You could be, you know, something as simple as making yourself breakfast in the morning can really, you know, take a turn at some point, you know, (laughs) like all of it, but even bigger things, you know, Mm -hmm. like, you know, long-term relationships in life or, you know, things like going on long trips or, you know, taking risky, you know, decisions about travel or whatever, things like, I don't know, there's so many different things that could be chaotic and we all have to embrace it. So it's a wonderful thing to think about and yeah there's so many i, I mean i would be interested I'm, I'm hopeful we get a couple emails off of this one because it, it would be neat to, yeah. to hear how people you know what do they think about it because you know you shared your thoughts i was like okay we're gonna go back through the cosmic baby lens on it and see if that <laughs> you know if that right. informs it and yeah. maybe it does but i wonder if if there's other thoughts that that people are having you know as we talk about this what is yeah w- w- What does it mean that there's, there's, there really is chaos around us? And is it really chaos? Right. I don't know. That's probably Mm -hmm. my, my biggest question. Is it really chaos or is it all, you know, and then we have free will in it, but, but how, and how does that play? Yeah. Yeah. And then what is it, how do you know the true self, you know, Mm -hmm. this spiritual practices that I've been engaged in recently have been really helpful in that way to kind of strip away some of that outer stuff, but. There's other ways that people discover that too. So yeah, I'd be interested to hear some of that stuff. Yeah, if the roots, uh,
1: there's another thing that hangs in our bedroom. <laughs> another yeah. quote I'm gonna get wrong. Would you, like the,
0: uh, would you just like to give us a walking tour of, <laughs> you know, verbal walking tour? That sounds yeah. really interesting. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> something about you know when the roots are deep. Um, yeah the the then wind something about the wind can't can't um, oh yeah blow you down or right right. yeah you know thinking of your spiritual practices sort of like rooting you and grounding you and right and you know the the guiding principles that i was talking about just finding ways to be
0: rooted yeah yeah live in the chaos and yeah thrive in the chaos right yeah yeah cool well, thanks, man. That was a great, uh, great topic tonight, and uh, I hope uh, I hope that everybody out there was engaging in it and enjoying it uh, along with us. It's uh, it's it's fun because we don't know what's coming, you yeah. know. And uh, I kind don't, of
1: fun to guess, you know, that the the question of Lila is the first glimpse, yeah, yeah. And, uh Tonight was a bit of a game that was kind of fun, yeah. You know? With you uh, figuring out butterfly effect, so yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: no, it's it's cool. And so we, we are we are going right along the same speed that you all are as well. You know, <laughs> right. we, we don't know what the other person's going to say, so that's that's that is very fun. Um, well, we thank you so much for being with us. Um, we uh, just have a couple of things we wanted to uh, say before we close out here. First of all, we wanted to thank uh, FX Matt Brewing um, and and Utica Club Beer. It's fantastic. Go go try it out sometime. Um, I'd like to give a big thanks to our uh, two emailers this week. You gave us some wonderful stuff to think about and to talk about. Um, just a reminder to check out that uh, baha'i.org, b-a-h-a-i.org. Um, from our friend Lua, she would love for you to take a peek at that and see see what they're all about. It's a it's a beautiful thing. Um, of course we'd ask whatever, whatever platform you're listening on, um, head over to the spot where you can give us either a thumbs up or a five-star rating or leave a review. Um, you know, Apple podcasts and Spotify are, are the big ones that, that we're on, but we're also uh, other places too. So, um, go ahead and, and just, uh, uh, rate us on those things so we can get those ratings, um, out there. That's great. And really just tell, tell people about it. If, if you have made it t- to this point in the uh, podcast, <laughs> right? Then you've been enjoying us for yeah. a period of time. That's so
1: like uh, eight hours worth of uh, hanging out with us, which that's a long car trip.
0: So. That is. That is. And yes, there's only one person that's done that much in a car with us, and you know, she's she had to embrace the chaos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, she made it through. There's resiliency. Yeah, she's great. She's very resilient, and we showed her her resiliency. Uh, so, um. Yeah, please uh, please just tell your friends about it uh, if you're enjoying this. Um, the best way is uh, either you can share with them uh, whichever app you're using to listen to us, or you can just send them right to our website. It's uh, musicofthespherespodcast.com. Uh, very easy. And that'll get everybody to all the platforms that they want um, and, and how they can link in that way. We ask you to follow us on the social medias, um, and uh, on Instagram and Facebook. Check us out on, on either of those, whichever is your um, choice. And please send us an email. That uh, is brothers at the dot com. And so with that, we'll close out episode number four, and we'll be back next week. Uh, I've got a topic that I've chosen, and we'll be working on this week and ready to ready to bring it uh, next week. So yeah. Looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, thanks to um to Addie Vetter and uh the curious case of Benjamin Button and mm-hmm. uh uh Frasier, of course. Niles <laughs> and Frazier you know, Fringe and all their alternate realities and things like that. So yeah,
0: guiding our way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um we are we are the chaos. <laughs> There's the t shirt. I was looking for it before, I didn't find it, but that's the one, maybe. Yeah. You know. All right. Some someday we'll have a t shirt store. I'm with uh, chaos like. with like an arrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, but it's just pointing every direction. Yeah, right. Yeah. Even like. <laughs> <laughs> That's the joke that only Music of the Spheres podcast listeners would get. Yeah. You know, that'd be great. It's fun to be an insider. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, well, we thank you for being with us tonight. And from the deepest parts of our beings, we thank each and every one of you for being part of our universe. Have a great week. And we've
2: got a couple of really great looking cans for the picture tonight. Yeah, these are nice cans.